the college football experience, college football coaching hot seat and firings episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them at SGPN Fantasy. So do that and then let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college football experience, coaching hot seat and firings episode. Uh, we don't normally do this every week, but we're doing it this week because, I mean, shit, it's it, the firings are happening earlier and earlier and earlier in the college football season. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick. Done. D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that can't say that. There's a lot of coaches that might smoke and drink because they have fucking stress. All right. But not pick Dundee as college football continues to be just uh, a crazy, a crazy, crazy thing. You know, uh, shout out to Franzo in the chat and GBO farms. Uh, I mean, look, this is crazy that you get this many firings this early. I mean, honest October 4th right now, October 4th. <laughs> and we have five firings. We have a lot of talk all across uh, the landscape of the sport were potential firings. And I am here for it all. I don't normally, you know, I don't consider myself a drama queen, but I guess, uh, you know, I guess for this, I kind of do because uh, we're going to go through all the firings. We're going to talk about potential hirings. We're going to talk about also, I guess we'll open it up with the hot seat. We'll open it up with that. Nah, no, fuck it. Actually, let's open up with what has happened this season. Five weeks into the college football season, we got week six on deck. Awesome lineup. Cannot wait to bring you that. Shout out to John McDevitt in the chat, and shout out to everyone checking us out. Uh, so, so remember, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Remember, you can watch us live on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Um, so, I guess out the gate, out the gate. Uh, we got to talk about, well, first off, how about this sweet ass thing? We, uh, how about this? Isn't that fucking great? Good work. All right. Good work on the fly by the crew. Let me get the banner out of the way for a second. How about that's That's fun. Come on. That's fun right there. Uh, shout, shout out to the graphics department, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, um, this is crazy because Paul Christ is fired just like that. 
just like that. Paul Christ out at Wisconsin. I mean, I kind of had posed this question recently of like, man, all the momentum is gone. What are they going to do? You know, they gotta, they gotta get creative. I did not think they would fire Paul Christ. And I did not think they would fire a mid season. I thought next year coming into the season, he would be on the hot seat. If they ended up going like six and six or seven and five, which I think is probably the floor, but I guess maybe the way that they were playing only scoring wins against New Mexico state and Illinois state, uh, there was room to, to be concerned. I mean, this is a guy that was born and raised from Madison, Wisconsin played at Wisconsin. Um, I, I was a bit shocked, but I also, the more I thought about it after a day or so, I thought, well, I, I was surprised Jim Leonard had not t- been a head coach. I was telling Patty C that past couple of years ago, I'm surprised no one's hired Jim Leonard or I'm surprised he never took those jobs. Maybe he never took these jobs because Barry Alvarez or their athletic director was saying, Hey, you're the man, you're the man, you know? And, and I think maybe they realized, Hey, you know, we're not going to go another off season without Jim Leonard getting hired somewhere. Maybe, maybe that's only like what I'm throwing out there. I do not know this to be fact. It's just, I'm just a bit shocked that they would do this to, to one of their own in the middle of the season. Now they did give him a shit ton of money and to quote Ed Orgeron in like uh, what he was at like a Q and a in, in Arkansas uh, a couple of weeks ago, I feel like right before the season started or maybe after week one. And then he was asked about that situation because they told me they give me $18 million to leave. I said, let's go. Give me that check. Give me that check. Uh, I'm shocked though. And I do think it's just a Jim Leonard play. I think it's a Jim Leonard play. I don't think they're considering. I know people have said, well, Lance Leipold, you know, Wisconsin Whitewater. He's a Wisconsin guy. He was he won six national championships, whatever the fuck that was, at Wisconsin Whitewater in the in D three, uh, on the D three level, I should say. But uh, I I think this is a Jim Leonard play. I really do. I really do. I I can't see them going Leipold and do and firing Chris the way they did. That makes sense. Like I could see them hiring Leipold. He's a fantastic fucking football coach, but I can't, I can't see them doing Chris this dirty unless they're trying to give Leonard the, that unless this is his auditioning right here. Hey, Leonard, if you can win some games and, and figure some stuff out, remember they hired Bobby Ingram as an offensive coordinator, former Penn state wideout from Seattle Seahawks. And they're supposed to be able to, to be throwing the ball around Graham Mertz, their, their biggest recruit ever, I believe. Right. Uh, at quarterback at least, and uh, things haven't worked out. Graham Mertz got a shirt company. No one's buying that shit, I imagine. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's pretty interesting though. I see the chat lighting up. Dundee to Nebraska. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is crazy what happened to Paul Chris. I was not expecting that there, but I do think this is an opportunity. And I'm a Jim Leonard guy. Like I, I I'm a believer that Jim Leonard could be a really good coach. Um, and I also think maybe, maybe we were talking about this in the office, me and real money Kramer, that maybe there's something to, uh, like the Deion Sanders angle. Now the youth wants more and more to be connected to, uh, someone even maybe, maybe you don't have the coaching chops yet, but you know, you made the NFL. Well, Jim Leonard can sit there and say, Hey, I played in the NFL over a decade or whatever the fuck amount of time for the Ravens and the jets. And, uh, and look, this is the way to do it. Come to Wisconsin. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I think Leonard is going to be their guy. And I think Leonard is actually going to do decently well. I mean, who knows, who knows what this, I mean, the big 10 West can any, anyone honestly tell me right now, I'll ask the chat this. 
what is the pecking order of the Big Ten West this year? Like, I mean, I saw Mark Whipple talk about this today. The offensive coordinator in Nebraska, he thinks they can win the the Big Ten West. And I sat there and I thought, I know some people were laughing at it on Twitter, and I was like, I think they can. I mean, I I, I don't exp- I wouldn't put them as the favorite, but I wouldn't put them that far off because that offense is pretty good. It's way better in Wisconsin's. Um. I it w- we would probably go if you had a power ranker right now. What Min- Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois? I have no fucking idea. I think Northwestern's the worst, but they already beat Nebraska. Northwestern always plays Iowa and Wisconsin good. Wisconsin plays them this week, so I mean maybe Northwestern can steal one of those. I have no fucking idea. Um, I I think Leipold's gonna stay at Kansas, folks. Maybe that's my heart talking. I don't think he's headed to, I see the chat lighting up about uh, Leipold, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a crazy, a crazy season. So um, Jim Leonard, I think he could still win some games. Still think they could take Wisconsin bowling. So uh, what he only needs four wins to take them bowling. And now the question is, is what is that magical number for the audition? Does he got to do more than six and six, seven and six, a bowl win in the fucking, I don't know the, uh, the coffee bowl, the trade coffee bowl. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Like uh, what would be that number? I, I, I tend to think, I tend to think if he gets them bowling, he's back next year, seven and six, he's got to have a winning season, seven and six or bust for Jim Leonard. If they don't go with him, if he, if he struggles and they, they lose, then is Lipo at the top of their list? Sure. But I don't know that Lipo would, I don't know that he would leave. He doesn't strike me as the personality that just would automatically drop everything and go. But you know, I've been wrong about that before. Um, obviously he's got ties in Nebraska and the state of Wisconsin, but he's actually coached at Nebraska. I think Nebraska would have a little bit of a foot up on him. I know people say the Wisconsin job is probably a little bit more attractive than a Nebraska job for recruiting reasons, uh, location reasons and recent history. But I tend to think uh Leipold would probably jump to Nebraska before Wisconsin. Um, I still think he's going to stay at Kansas, which means then who does this is just us spitballing, right? So who does the Nebraska Cornhuskers hire them with Scott Frost out at Nebraska? Obviously he was the first coach to get fired this season. Uh, I think Matt rule is a name that comes up. And I think right now Matt rules name is coming up every fucking where uh, with the care. He's currently the Carolina Panthers head coach. If you did not know, but I think there's a solid chance he could be employed in a number of weeks, maybe two weeks. And if he's unemployed it, cause I've heard, I've heard he's made it known. He wants to get back into college football, which means then which university would, would want him the most Matt rule, obviously known for his, his success at temple. And then, uh, and then at, at, uh, at Baylor, but it, in a way, Jeff Collins can thank him. Cause I do think Jeff Collins benefited off of it being a Matt rule team when he took over at temple, I don't even know that Jeff Collins was ever that good of a coach, but I do believe Matt rule is a good college football coach. And I think, I think he can be a successful hire. Now, what is a successful hire at Nebraska? I I think that's one of the biggest questions. Nebraska fans got to ask themselves is what your, the days of winning a national championship. I don't know that they're there anymore. I don't know that they're there anymore. And until we get a large playoff, which I guess it's coming. So with a 12 team playoff, could you get into the playoffs? Yes, definitely. I feel like any, any power five school should have those aspirations. Cause I feel like anyone can finish top 
top 12, unless you're like, I'd say like Vanderbilt would probably be uh, maybe Vanderbilt and Duke would probably be the two schools that probably would think, Oh, it'd be really hard to get in. Everyone else should say, Hey, we recently have had seasons where we we've proven this. Um, but you look at Matt rule. He's, he's a guy originally from, uh, he went to high school in, in Pennsylvania. So I don't know that the, that the geographically it fits, but it does make sense. Um, as far as him being a great coach, I guess he didn't have no connections in Texas. So it makes sense that, that he could be a front runner to get the Nebraska job. Let me ask you that though. If Leipold stays at Kansas, I can see Leipold either going to Kansas or Nebraska. I don't think he's going to end up at Wisconsin, but I've been wrong before. Um, but if Leipold says I'm, I'm doubling down on Kansas because Kansas athletic director has said he's going to spend money on the football program and, and, and he's going to open that checkbook this off season. So the question is really it's in the balls in Leipold's court then, because I mean, I guess Nebraska can offer more money, the big 12, or I'm sorry, the big 10 contract, uh, their TV contract. They'll be able to offer more money potentially, but Kansas got good money. I, I do think that Kansas would make a pretty strong offer and he's already there. Um, so where would they turn? Would it be Matt rule? Would it be Dave Doran? I'll tell you that that one makes sense to me with Wisconsin. Dave Doran was at Northern Illinois. He he's uh, I, I could totally see if Wisconsin, if Leonard doesn't work out, I could see Dave Doran going to, to Wisconsin. I think that one, I guess you could ask the question is Wisconsin a better job than NC state. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be a lot better of a job once the Big Ten money trickles down. But I still think uh, Dave Doran kind of—he's a good coach, but I also think like kind of been a ceiling on his teams. So I wonder then what would uh, what would I grade that higher if they hired Dave Doran? Like, is Dave Doran a better coach than Paul Christ? Kind of think no. Uh, I see the chat moving along. Kleiman, Chris Kleiman. Maybe they bump up Mark Whipple to Nebraska. I don't think so. I think Whipple's out of here. I think Whipple will be an interesting thing to watch this offseason of where he lands. He could get a head coaching gig again at the group of five level. I don't think he'll be a power five coach, but uh, it would be interesting to see where he lands. Maybe he's back as an OC. Watch him be the OC of Alabama or something. That's another one. Bill O'Brien. People like to say Bill O'Brien to Nebraska could be a thing. I think that's the worst thing Nebraska could do. I think Nebraska, it makes more sense to me to, to get Leipold. It makes more sense to me to go after Matt rule. It makes more sense to me to get Dave Doran than Bill O'Brien. I think the Bill O'Brien thing makes zero fucking sense. I think Bill O'Brien kind of reminds me of the, the Callahan hire that Nebraska did uh, the former Raider coach. Remember? Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, I feel like like that, that job. Let me ask you this though. What is the best job there between Nebraska? And obviously both are getting big 10 money, uh, a shit ton of it. Very, very shortly with their new television contract. It's interesting because you have what Wisconsin's closer to Chicago uh, and they have the recent pedigree, but then you have Nebraska who's historically been amazing, but they kind of have fumbled their opportunities in the big 12 or I'm sorry, in the big 10 and, and don't really know. I don't think they know who they are really in the big 10. Um, I still think Nebraska is the better job. If you ask me food for thought. 
Uh, other coaches out, and we can talk about this. Jeff Collins out of Georgia Tech. That one I saw coming a mile away. I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand why they didn't fire him before the season started. I don't understand this or the Herm Edwards one, or honestly, all of them. All all of them minus Paul Christ, and and I guess I mean because even the Frost one didn't make a lot of sense to me uh, to to keep him if you knew you were going to give him that short of a leash. Um, Jeff Collins out of Georgia tech, Georgia tech's program, obviously won a national championship in my lifetime. I can remember not only that, like Georgia tech has had some really good seasons. I mean, under Paul Johnson, under even under uh, Chan Gailey, I feel like they went to an ACC championship. Um, I think this is a very interesting one. Do they want to go? Do they have the courage to go back to the triple option? Cause I think Jeff Munkin makes a ton of sense there. I also could see them saying, no, they don't want to do that. And also go playing into the hands of like maybe a Dan, I think Dan Mullen has a house in Atlanta or in Georgia somewhere. That one might make sense. Um, I know their academics are hard. I know, you know, some of these schools are fighting that Stanford, um, Colorado, actually uh, irony is Georgia tech and Colorado uh, in similar spots from an academic standpoint where it is a little bit of a pain in the ass to transfer in. And so you traditionally lose more than you gain. You have more transfers out year by year. But um, yeah, I mean, look at this, look at this. I mean, really from like 1989, seven and four, 11 and zero, eight and five. Okay. Then you sputtered for, for three years, but then boom, six and five, uh, seven and five, 10 and two, eight and four, nine and three, seven and five, seven and six, seven and six, seven and five, seven and five, nine and five, seven and five, nine and four, 11 and three, six and seven, eight and five, seven and seven, seven and six, 11 and three, nine and four. I mean, you, they, they, that's what you should want out of Georgia tech. Cause I don't think you're ever going to be like a, a top five powerhouse. Cause you're academics. I, I know all these schools are going to be asked this question soon. And I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Oh, everyone's at a crossroads in college football. I think every program in the FBS and maybe even the FCS is at a crossroads where they need to realize if they're going to go in on football and basketball all the way, or are they just going to keep it there? Because I think we were at some point are going to see some separation away from the NCAA, but even with that, uh, the money is about to get really drastically different. So they need to make the, the decision of they need to go all in. That's why I think, I mean, if you're a Kansas fan, you're thrilled with light right now, obviously because you're undefeated, but also finally, even if he leaves the direction of your program, as far as, as players you brought in the culture around the program is, is going to help you going into whatever you're going into next. Um, Georgia tech though. I know people keep saying Deion Sanders. I don't think Deion's going to go to Georgia tech. I get it. He played for the Braves. He played for the Falcons. Uh, it makes sense. I get it. He's from Florida. It's right there. I just don't see it. I don't see it. The academics are too tough. And I, I, I see it way more at other schools that we'll talk about here in a minute, but uh, I don't see Deion Sanders. I could see Dan Mullen at Georgia tech. I could see Dan Mullen at Georgia tech. I could see, uh, I might even be able to see Jamie Chadwell at Georgia tech, the coastal Carolina coach. Cause I believe he's from I think he's from Tennessee, but I think he has connects to a lot of Georgia recruits. Um, so he's connected in the pipeline there of high school football. I could see uh, Todd Munkin or Jeff Munkin going to Georgia tech. Um, 
besides that, I'm trying to think of names. I think I have a list here. Matt rule. I wouldn't rule him out of Georgia tech. I wouldn't rule him out of like that being a, p- a possibility at Georgia tech. Uh, maybe he wants a better gig than that, but Baylor has tough academics. He made it work there. I know Baylor's not as tough as Georgia tech academically, but it, it is a tough academic school. Um, how about the name Chris Creighton? Uh, is that a big enough hire like name wise, but Georgia tech, I don't think cares about that. I think Georgia tech, they fired their athletic director too. So by the way, college basketball wise, big year for Josh Pastner. Um, I, I could see Chris Creighton getting a, a, a power five gig. And I don't think he would get a very attractive power five gig. So I think it would be like a Georgia tech or if Leipold leaves Kansas, maybe they hire a Chris Creighton. I don't know. Um, who else could they get? I think a home run hire would be Chadwell for them. I don't know that Chadwell would take the bait because they were talking Jamie Chadwell potentially to what Tennessee, like with the hypo talk, they were like, could he go to Tennessee? I mean, Tennessee's a much better gig than if he's being mentioned there, what else could he be mentioned? And, and coastal's undefeated right now. So what happens if coastal continues to win? What other jobs can open? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second too, but uh, Georgia tech uh, interesting. I, I'm not surprised at all at the Jeff Collins one. Really not surprised by any of these with the exception of Chris. Chris, I was actually like, whoa. Um, then you have, then you have uh, some, we're going to get to the final two ones that, that are, are happening right now. But before I do that, I want to get us paid. I want to tell you that the college football experience coaching hires uh, and hot seat episode on the sports gambling podcast, coaching fires, I should say, and hot seat episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. There's over a hundred channels of live sports entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices. You can never miss a game or an episode of your favorite TV show because they give you included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, there's no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days. Get f- and get fifteen uh, percent off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com/sgp. That's f-u-b-o-t-v.com/sgp. All right, I see the chat moving along. Um, yeah, I mean, isn't I? I think that's UVA fans talk like they want Bronco back. Yeah, guy quit on the team. I mean, I actually think UVA. I mean that Tony Elliott hire. Patty C, that's his team. Besides JMU, he's a UVA fan. Um, he grew up a UVA fan before he went to JMU. So I I didn't think the Elliott hire made a lot of sense. I didn't think Clemson's offense. I mean, yes, it rolled with their offense with, with the t- Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson, but they also benefited from being in the ACC. They benefited from having the perhaps the two best quarterback prospects. And you saw with Jeff Scott. So Elliott was a a, a co OC with Jeff Scott. And uh, Jeff Scott's probably about to be fired. As we talk about the hot seats opening uh, South Florida, I think that job will be open. I think in probably a month, maybe six weeks. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. And, and I see the chat talking a lot about uh, some, some good stuff. 
Uh, I don't think uh, GBO Farms. I don't think Tony Elliott will be on the hot seat next year. See, I think Virginia doesn't. Virginia is one of these teams that has to ask themselves the question. And and that was a great conversation around the office here. I wish we were mic'd up for that one. Is JMU and Liberty want to be good at football and they want to spend money to be good at football. Watch out. Virginia is a talented state. You're surrounded by North Carolina, Tennessee. You're not far from some other talented states. Um, I still think like to me, JMU, I, I read an article this summer about, I think it was in the athletic uh, about JMU 15 years from now, they think there'll be a power five program because of the, the, the resources that that, that university has and the fact they want to be good. They want to be good. They're throwing money into the football program and the same can be said about Liberty. So uh, those two programs, and then you have Virginia tech, which I think will, will still continue to want to be good. And I think Virginia tech will, will eventually find it, find its way because their fan base is too good. And I think the NIL collective will happen there. But um. Virginia is one of these ones where they're at a crossroads. They're like at the same spot as, you know, Stanford and Colorado and, and Georgia tech. They're an academic school that doesn't put football first. Uh, and they have to make a decision because they could be in a weird spot down the road. You know, uh, I don't know. Invest in sideline burrito says John McDevitt, you know, damn right. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know that a reference folks, I th- I feel like we haven't told that story in a while. So Patty C had a moment at JMU where he got in trouble and it, well, he eventually ends up quitting the team. I think his senior year because, uh, and we got to have him tell the story at some point, but he was eating a burrito on the sidelines of a game and the coach got super pissed at him. One of the better stories I've ever heard in my life though. I just picture like a football player. You look to the sidelines of this dude, fucking eating a burrito. <laughs> Where the fuck do you even get a burrito? I've been to Harrisonburg, Virginia. There's not, it's not like Los Angeles where there's burritos on every corner, like Harrisonburg, Virginia. That's, that's actually some work. Someone had to smuggle you in a fucking burrito. Um, anyway, John McDevitt saying invest into sideline burritos. I agree. I agree. Uh, I want to talk though about, uh, about the other two coaches folks. I want to talk about Herm Edwards is out at Arizona state. Once again, this one made no sense to me. I mean, it made sense to, okay. There's lots of levels of this. It made no sense from the start to hire him. I was shocked by that, but then I thought he was actually doing a better job than I envisioned. And then if you're going to fire him, don't you fire him last year? I don't understand it. They keep him there. Apparently they're giving away the playbook. Some staff people were giving away, you know, stuff to other teams. So they were knowing what they were doing. So you're not giving them a fair shot from the start. You're wasting a ton of effort and energy from your fucking football team down to your fans. And it just doesn't make any sense. Arizona state's one that I thought could be a really good program, a really good program. I think, uh, I, I mean, it's funny. I, I actually think, well, I don't know. There's two ways to look at that. I think Arizona state has potential to be better than Wisconsin. Now I understand Wisconsin the big 10 money can make me look like a fool with that statement, because I do think once that TV contract starts, starts happening, but I do think when you get rid of the divisions in the big 10, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that easy to win. And we saw this and I use this argument all the time with Arkansas. Arkansas was a very good college football program for a long time. Back when Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson and all those 
like throughout college football history, when they were in the SWAC, when they left the SWAC, they went to the SEC, which to me was a terrible move for them. Yes, are they still relevant right now? They're having, I mean, Pittman's made them pretty good, but they are a shell of what they used to be. And you could say the same for Nebraska. When you go to these other conferences, sometimes I think, and I, 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 we talked about this with Oklahoma. I get it. Oklahoma is a state where they don't have pro sports. So they'll probably be able to have a pretty decent NIL collective there. However, I do think them joining the sec. It, I think there's potential because th- they get a lot of their recruits from Texas and the sec will have Texas and Texas A and M. And then if you start losing you, there's a chance you could turn into Nebraska. Nebraska didn't get a lot of their talent from the state of Nebraska. I mean, I, I was actually surprised. It was a little more than I thought that they, they, I, I went back and pulled up a, I think the 97 roster, there was a lot more players from Nebraska than I realized, but still they would go into Texas and California pretty frequently. Um, but either way they've lost their, they've lost kind of sight. Like I remember we had Larry, the cable guy on the show. You're probably wondering why the fuck am I talking about Larry, the cable guy, but he's a big time Nebraska fan uh, fan. He's, he's from, uh, he's from Lincoln or just outside of Lincoln. And he was saying how he has press passes, but his kids never go because they've never been around where Nebraska was, was good. They have no interest in going. Well, that can happen. And I, I think, I think, uh, you know, this is a situation where, you know, I, I could see Herm Edwards in the, uh, or not Herm Edwards, uh, Arizona state's program. If you're telling me UCLA and USC are out of the pac 12. Now who knows if there is a pac 12 or if they're in the big, big 12 or whatever, but I think Arizona state could be very good. I've always thought that I don't know why they haven't been able to put it together. I've thought the same in basketball. I don't understand why they're, they're, they're like, to me, we used to talk like this about Clemson, Clemson in like the nineties in the two thousands through the Tommy Bowden era. I it never, uh, me and Patty C would always be perplexed. We'd be in my, NC Nick. We'd be like, Hey, how the fuck are they not better? They're right there. Arizona state to me is similar. I think Arizona state's getting better as a high school football state. You're surrounded by you're close to Texas. You're close to, uh, to California. Um, there's so much, there's 40 million fucking people in California. There's not, a, there, there, there's not enough schools. You know what I mean? There's not enough like D one college football schools. So you could really capitalize. They do capitalize. They're always talented. They just can't put it together as wins. Um, who do you think goes to, to Arizona state? What does the chat think? Uh, I see, I see people talking Dan Mullen to Arizona state. That one might make sense. I still think they should get, I mean, th- they mentioned the Deion Sanders thing. I, I think that would be a home run hire. The question is, would Dion take it? But I think that would be, you want to talk about stealing a ton of recruits from Texas, Dion with a legacy with the Dallas Cowboys. And then also just the flash in LA, you know, Deion Sanders is like a national fucking brand. So I feel like he could steal from anywhere and be able to, uh, to, to really make Arizona state huge. Like that would be their number one. I know people, urban Meyer has been mentioned too. urban Meyer to, to Arizona state. They would be scummy enough to do that. And I think obviously that would be fi- fantastic. Another one is Louisville, which we'll talk about in a second, but um, uh, Dion to Arizona state, Hugh freeze to Arizona state. But I think Hugh Freeze is going to go to Auburn, right? He's going to be at Auburn. I feel like they were already trying to hire him last year at Auburn. Uh, Dion waiting for that Florida State job to open. My, Myron says in the chat. See, but I think the f- problem is, is I do think Norvell's doing a decent job at Florida State this year. I still think Florida State probably going to lose. I mean, 
this is a huge game for Mike Norvell this week. That's what's so great about this this season and this episode that I'm trying to uh, portray to to you guys is I love watching the coaching races. You know what I mean? Like you get to watch and see if Louisville loses, Scott Satterfield might be fired. You that's always a I get more excited for that than the fucking fourteen playoff. A lot of times is watching the 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 race for hey this is a game where both these coaches are on the hot seat someone's going to lose someone's going to win the Missouri Auburn game the other day I found that game highly entertaining because of that um let's uh let's talk a little bit more because uh, Arizona State I do think could be a really good job I really think it could be a really good job the other one is uh is the Colorado Buffaloes Carl Durrell out once again I don't know why you didn't fire him before the season I mean I guess you had to give him a little bit because this is a bad hire from the start, but I, I can't blame the athletic director too much. Cause Mel Tucker left so late in the recruit. Mel Tucker really fucked Colorado. People don't realize that not only because he left, but the timing of when he left, the timing of when he left was, was brutal. Cause all the recruits then left and there was just a, the, the cupboard was pretty empty. And then the transfer portal situation. So Carl Durrell walked into a bad situation from the, from the start. However, I don't believe he's a great college football coach. The, the hire made no sense to me, but I also know that they had to, hire somebody from the NFL ranks because it was already kind of so late into the season. So he was a wide receivers coach with what the dolphins, I believe Um, Colorado's another one. That's like, that's like Virginia that need to find out. I don't understand how they, uh, that's so funny to me. They can, there's been recent complaints about their revenue, but they, they, you look back at their revenue in the nineties. It was pretty fucking great because their football program was, was great. They have to be willing to invest in their football program. And I think that's a, that's something I know their academics have gotten a lot tougher in the past 30 years. However, I still think, you know, come on, you're fucking universe. Uh, Colorado's growing as a state. It, it's really growing as a state. I think it's one of the, the top 10 states growing with, with population. So you, 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 you're sitting on potentially a good job here. It's a beautiful campus. I've been there. Folsom fields. Awesome. Uh, but they just got to get their shit together. They got to, I, I still think the Ryan Walters thing, Illinois defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters played safety at Colorado under Gary Barnett and Dan Hawkins. And uh, I think that is an appealing one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he would take that. I think he would. Cause that's his, that's his alma mater. But obviously the big 10 might be able to match, you know, Illinois might be able to match that money. And then it would be a personal decision, but also uh, Eric B Also, obviously I don't know that he would leave because the Colorado job is tough because you don't even know what conference you're going to be in. So there's that. I tend to think Bronco Mendenhall. I know that everyone's saying that, but I, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Like if I was, I would be, you know, I'm, I am a Colorado fan, but I would be happy with Bronco Mendenhall going there home run to me would be Chris Peterson, but I don't know that Chris Peterson would be interested in it. Um, I have another one that I like for Colorado, a couple. And I don't know that they would, I don't know that Jeff, Jeff uh, trailer would take it, but I think that would be a home run get for the buffs. But Willie Fritz at Tulane, I think he would take it trailer. I don't know, but Fritz, I think would take it. And I like that higher if, if they, if they would obviously, I mean, I feel like some schools might take a look. I feel like if, uh, if Kleiman leaves K state, they might look to Fritz cause she just played and beat them in Manhattan, but someone's going to get a really good coach. If, if, uh, and I think he would take the Colorado job. He's got ties 
uh, Willie Fritz is from Kansas played at uh, in, in Kansas at Pittsburgh state, I believe. And then uh, he coached in Missouri, he coached in Texas. So he's got ties all around that, that area. Um, I think Willie Fritz to, uh, to, to Colorado, Marcus Arroyo to Colorado. I, uh, Keith Landry says, see, my thing is this. And, and that makes sense because he's in Vegas, but I want to see a bigger sample size. Like Fritz has a bigger sample size Arroyo. As much as I have been a guy that's benefited a lot on UNLV in the points in the past two years, I, I also think it might be this year the fact that the Mountain West is down that he's being able to win these games. I, I would like to see it just a couple more years at UNLV to see if he's really that good, or is it by default of the Mountain West being that bad? I don't know, but I know obviously he's young; he can recruit. Uh, uh, but it, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, let's talk about the hot seat though. Let's talk because this is the compelling part about the season for me is I just saw something today that Paul Feinbaum thinks that potentially Jimbo Fisher could get bought out of like a $90 million contract. If he struggles, uh, news for you here, folks, I think he is going to struggle. That would be record setting first off. And how much fucking money does AM really have? If that is true? I, I mean, I was baffled by that. Cause I kind of thought they were stuck at least for another two or three years. Um, but look at this remaining schedule. They're sitting there at three and two and they're very fortunate to be in three, three and two. Let's be honest. Arkansas should have beat them. Um, they're at Alabama. They're going to be three and three. Then they get a bye week but then they're at South Carolina. I kind of think they're better than South Carolina, but it is a, a toxic place. That's a, they, they get up for those games. That's like a 50, 50 game. Now, maybe 55, 45. If South Carolina pulls that off, which is certainly possible, then there'll be two and or I'm sorry, three and four. And then they're home to Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is better than a and I'll be at this game. Actually, I'll be at that game. Any folks in college station, come on out. Uh, let us know. We'll buy you a beer at the, at the, whatever local bars around there. Um, this is uh, but that's potential. You want to talk about potential for a fucking dumpster fire season. That South Carolina game is so huge because if not, I think they'll probably lose to old miss. Then after that, they get Florida. Now I do think they're capable of beating Florida. Uh, then they're at Auburn. Actually, that might be more winnable than I think because Harson will probably be fired by then. But they could lose all those games. Then they're home to UMass in the uh, in the JFK Bowl down there in Texas. Uh, that should be a win. And then they're home to LSU. They're going to lose. Pro- I would think they're probably going to lose to LSU at Ole Miss. I mean, you could really talk to yourself. What is the best case scenario for Jimbo Fisher? Seven and five, right there. What do they won three right now? If they got South Carolina four, let's say they get Florida five. Auburn six, UMass seven. I think their best case scenario is seven and five. There's a strong chance they're six and six. They got so fucking lucky to beat to beat Arkansas too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like uh, I feel like that is going to be something to watch. That is going to be something to watch. I I mean, I I love watching this part of of college football season when you see the coaching angles of this. Um, Auburn, Brian Harson, surprised he isn't already fired. To tell you the truth, after after last week. Um, they play Georgia. I kind of expect them. They have the bye week win. I think it's right after. No, they have 
Georgia and then at Ole Miss. I think he'll be fired on the on the bye week there. So Harson's out. Who does Auburn get? I know we just talked about this. Hugh Freeze, right? It's got to be Hugh Freeze. And I also think it's got to be someone that would be willing to take the job because this, even though it's an awesome job, as far as f- like, okay, you're you're in the SEC, your fans are awesome. Fuck that. This this job, I would much rather have a lot of other Power Five jobs. If it was me, just because of the unrealistic fan base, I know millions of dollars can change that mind, but still. I I wouldn't touch that. I would much rather I'd wait it out. If I, if it was a and I'd be like, Hey, are you going to buy out Jimbo? I'd much rather go to a and M than Auburn. I'd much rather go. I'd, I'd, I'd rather go to Nebraska than Auburn. I'd rather go to Wisconsin than Auburn. I think I'd rather go to Arizona state than Auburn, which is a crazy statement. I think some people might say, but I, I think, I think I would. Um, and that's another thing is, is if they buy out Fisher, who do they go with? What if a and M goes Matt rule? That's just fucking insane though. That, 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 that even the possibility of buying out a coach at $90 million or what is it? $89 million and you know, and then going to replace and hire another coach. Talk about fuck you money. Uh, unbelievable there. Um, I mean, who would, who would, let's just play it. Let's just, let's spitball here. If they bought out Jimbo Fisher, a and M might not care. And they might hire urban Meyer. I was thinking about this. Urban Meyer has to land at a program that doesn't give a fuck because from a PR standpoint is a little bit of a risk, but as you see, he got a job back with Fox. Fox was willing to say, fuck you. Right. Uh, There's only a couple that come to mind here. Arizona state. I think would a and M I think would Louisville. I think would. And I also think West Virginia would. I think those schools would, 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 would actually do it. Question is, would he be interested in any of those? I don't think Wisconsin would Nebraska. I think I'm on the fence about, but uh, a lot of the other schools like Colorado, that's a, they, they're, 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 they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. I'll put it like that. Colorado, Colorado would not hire him. And also he wouldn't take the, he wouldn't take the, the, uh, the Colorado job. Oink oink saying Nebraska would take urban in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think Nebraska might. Nebraska, you know, the Tom Osborne days, I think they might. And especially Trev Alberts as their athletic director, I think you're right. So, but I can tell you this Colorado wouldn't. Colorado's politics are too, like, no, they would not. I don't think they would take, even if Urban Meyer wanted to go to Colorado, I don't think they would take them. Um, same can be said for a couple other institutions, I think, that might have uh, coaching vacancies this offseason. Um, Tom Herman, Myron's mentioned Tom Herman. That is an interesting one. I've heard also, I just read an article, I think we're in the USA today this morning. Not that they really know college football, but um, uh, Tom Herman uh, to Colorado, potentially sure. And Arizona state that makes sense to any of those and West Virginia. Cause Tom Herman's an Ohio guy. West Virginia is not far from Ohio. I could totally see that. Um, but that's, that's, what's great. You, you got to figure, you got to figure this. I think Neil Brown's done after the year. Even if he goes six and six, I think he's done. Jimbo Fisher, I would still be shocked if he got fired, because that just, just the amount of money his contract's worth. I would still be shocked. Harson's gone. I, Harson's already gone. All right. Uh, Satterfield, I think he's gone. If, if they lose this week uh, to Virginia, I think he, I think he could be fired next week. But if he can win and somehow like get a seven and five season. I think he might weather the storm. 
I think he's gone though. Like if I had to bet, will Scott Satterfield be the coach of Louisville next year at this time? I would say no. Uh, so that means West Virginia, West Virginia, Auburn, Louisville. And I still think there's a chance for some other schools out there. I think Stanford's an interesting one. We don't know a lot because they're a private school. I think David Shaw, I wouldn't shock me if, if, if David Shaw wanted out. Um, I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit more about these, but want to tell you, we're brought to you by the Elias game plan app. Yes. Do you wish to, did you ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get an up to date and accurate information before placing your bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias game plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA and MLB. And whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or maybe you're just a huge sports fan, Elias game plan has everything you need. All right. And you're wondering, what is this Elias? Uh, get, what is Elias game plan? What is that? Oh, it's only the most trusted name in sports. Yes. The Elias sports bureau, the official statisticians of us pro sports leagues since 1913 people. That's a long fucking time. And with the app, they'll help you build your fantasy lineup. They'll tell you what games you should considering be- betting on that. You can even talk to an expert in the chat that will be personal just for you. You can chat it up with them. You gotta, you gotta check it out. All right. Uh, take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias game plan app today. Choose uh, from three game plans when you subscribe weekly, monthly, or annual. But I would uh, say you should do the monthly because if you do, I will get you 25% off. Use the promo code SGPN 25. Find the Elias game plan app in the app store, or Google play store. Use that promo code SGPN 25. We're also brought to you by promo yeah, promoguide.us is the best place to go to if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. I mean, I got to say we've been looking at uh, their daily promo updates and they have some of the most informative in the game people. Uh they don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but more likely where you'll find the best odds for each team, all right? Uh and they'll tell you how to track down big and and, and ca- cash in big on on all the constantly changing promotions that are going on out there. So go to promoguide.us and check out their 100% track transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check it out. Promoguide.us. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick 'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250K in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for corrected picks, and climb up that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. Sign up with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at first. Uh, download the app or get a. I'm sorry. I can't fucking talk. Download the app and get a first deposit of $25. All right. Uh, deposit match for $25. I'm fucking, I, I, I don't know. I can't talk right now. All right. Which is bad because I, I talk for a living. All right. Um, folks, what about the Western Kentucky coach? Clay Helton's brother, Tyson Helton. Hey, wouldn't be a bad, I, I think from the group of five level, what Jamie Chadwell is probably the hottest name. I think Jeff trailers right after that, those two. And then Willie Fritz, I actually no, I, I stand corrected. Fickle is number one, but fickle seems committed to, to, to Cincinnati. After that would be Chadwell. After that, I think would be Jeff trailer. And after that would be Willie Fritz. Uh, and there might even be a few more after that, but those four, yeah. Arroyo might be in that mix too. Um, those four, you know, they could come up to power five levels. Hugh freeze. There you go. Yeah. Charles Huff is getting a lot of hype. I'm not ready. He kind of fits in the Marcus Arroyo thing for me. 
He's probably a good coach, Charles Huff. But just because he beat Notre Dame, uh, I mean, they struggled with Gardner Webb last week. That was 14 7 at halftime. They ended up pulling away, I think, 21 7. Um, he lost his next two games. Uh, and and Doc Holiday set him up with like a they had a good team coming into that. So I just need to see a bigger sample size of Charles Huff. I know we had Bud Foster on the show, the legendary uh, Virginia Tech D- DC, and he thinks Charles Huff's going to be a good coach. And I, I'll take his word for it. I just need to see a bigger sample size. So Huff and Arroyo to me kind of fit in this, like it's a bit of a gamble. I could still see it happening. I could totally see it happening. I could see Auburn being like, Hey, cause Huff was at Alabama with Nick Saban. I could see Auburn. If freeze somehow doesn't want to go or it doesn't work out. I could see Auburn saying, Hey, Charles Huff, let's go. Um, would, would you swap Mike London and Mike for Mike Houston right now? Colby? No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think London's doing a good job at William and Mary, but I, I, I watched too much of that Virginia team uh, that was incredibly offensively challenged. I know Mike London's a defensive guy. Houston at least has the offense moving the ball. Um, Other, other, uh, I have, I have a sheet that I made here on, on some of the possible names out there. Um, Well, first off, how about Kurt Zignetti? What happens if, what happens if JMU goes like, 10 and one, they only play 11 games for, for they're the only team in the FBS playing 11 games. Um, what happens if they go like 10 and one or nine and two, does someone go for Signetti and will he take it? I don't know, but I think that's an interesting one to consider. Um, Colorado should consider Troy Calhoun. They interviewed him last time. Say what you want about the, the option. But Calhoun, another thing is his defenses are always really fucking good, and they've lost DC, a couple DCs, and they're still. I think right now they're like number fourteen in the nation or something. They're th- he's fantastic. He's a fantastic coach. So Colorado probably thinks, oh, we got to pass the football, or you know, because they're fucking. I feel like they're just they're really bad from a from a a. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even like the Mel Tucker hire. To tell you the truth, I didn't like. I haven't. I like. I thought McIntyre should have should have got another year. So, um, but I, I do have a list here uh, of potential potential coaches here, and that uh, and that's I want to talk about these coaches, but I also want to talk about these upcoming games that we have in college football that are coach games, like like that are true coach games as far as like they could be fired. Uh, Friday night, Dana Holgerson plays Memphis. He has said some things recently that I think cause concern. I'm friends with a couple guys that uh, do a Houston football podcast. And I, 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 uh, they were not very fond of him coming into the season. So uh, I think, uh, I think that is an interesting one to watch because they also, they're, 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 they're going to the big 12 next year. You kind of want to start fresh. I would say if things aren't going good, the time would be to do it is now before you, before you jump in that would be an interesting one to watch. And especially the team, the players were fucking fighting each other. He said some weird comments afterwards about his team and his motivation and not blame it. He didn't take accountability for it, which was weird. Um, they're two and three. They've been, they've, I mean, I took the under on them. <laughs> I took the under on them. So I'm looking all right, but I, I think there's a lot of red flags going on right now in Houston, Texas. Um, and ironically they're playing Memphis who coming into the season, I think Ryan Silverfield was one that people were saying he's gonna he's not gonna make it. I was one of them, but I'm saying like I've heard from people down there they didn't think he was gonna be able to make it. But now 
now, uh, you know, he's off to a pretty hot start. I kind of think, I kind of think he might save his ass and get another year there. Um, and then you have uh, obviously Louisville, Virginia happening. Big game for Scott Satterfield this weekend. Uh, if the, if he loses that, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the, if he gets fired next week, Um, Eli Drinkowitz is one to watch. And I know I, I didn't the Missouri preview and I said he was on the hot seat. This is what uh, this is what year three, I believe for him, which is a little early, but I still feel like in nowadays college football climate, that's that's that happens all the time. And if they lose Luther burden, their five-star recruit, which I think there's a decent shot. He's already, I know there's been some issues there or reported some issues. I don't know, but uh, what is Missouri going to be? I know they played Georgia well last week. If they could have pulled off the upset, he would have been able to, to salvage. I think his job, maybe he still can. If he goes six and six and wins a bowl game, I think maybe, maybe you can talk me into him coming around, you know, coming back next year, but I could also see a situation. You look right now, uh, they are sitting there at what two and two and three. They're at the swamp this week. Probably going to lose that. They're 10, 10 point dogs. So two and four, they're home to Vandy, which I actually think watch out, but let's say they get that. That's three wins at South Carolina. I think they'll lose that game. Uh, then home to Kentucky. Maybe they could pull an upset. If they can upset South Carolina, and Kentucky, I think those are critical games for the future of Eli Drinkowitz. Um, then they're at Tennessee. They're not going to win that. Then they're home to New Mexico state in the, to, in the, the newest uh, sec matchup and New Mexico state newest member. That should be a win. There's still a path where they could get to seven, right? They have what? They have two wins right now. If they could beat Vandy, South Carolina, New Mexico State, that's three. That'll put them to five. No, they're probably going to only like best case scenario. I would say six, six and six, and then you get a bowl, and then you can you can salvage your season. But I watched them Missouri one. I know the the fans were giving me shit about saying he was on the hot seat. I think he could be on the hot seat. Mark Stoops will be great at Auburn, says GBO Farms. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he would take that. He wouldn't take that. He wouldn't take that, right? I don't think he would take it. I think that job is too crazy. Um, it's funny the chat's lighting up. Kalani Sataki, I think that is a decent one there. Um, Kalani Sataki is one where where. I kind of think he's going to stay at BYU with them going to the big 12, but obviously if like Wisconsin came calling, I could see a situation. Maybe I don't know that he has any ties to Wisconsin, but I'm saying um, if, if some big, like big 10 or sec school, I don't think he would jump to an ACC or PAC 12 school. I think it would have to be big 10 or, or sec. Um, yeah. Uh, GBO farms. I just don't think the Auburn, the Auburn job is like suicidal. Cause you might only have like a two year window. I think that's the craziest job in the country actually right now is, is the Auburn coaching job because like, yes, you're going to get paid out your ass. You know, you're surrounded by some nice talent, but it is a fucking Like you lose one season. You might be a rap. I mean, Brian Harson to, to, to his credit, man, like he never got a fair chance. They hated him before he ever coached a fucking game, which is insane. It's insane. Uh, I want to talk some more about uh, potential potential openings and potential stuff. Um, I know this is a long episode, but uh, 
but I, I just find this shit compelling. But before I get to that, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by trade coffee. Let me tell you about trade coffee. It's a coffee subscription service. Unlike anything else you've tried before because they partner with the top independent roasters for freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. And see Nick gets this. I get this. You got to check out trade coffee, support small businesses. All right. And don't they, don't they say that I say support support uh, small college football, FCS college football, support your local college football rivalry. I, w- I still am working on a college football experience t-shirt for that, but th- I, I believe in the same way with, with the coffee world trade coffee is fantastic. It really is. You can find some really good coffee in my opinion uh, there. They have an expert. Uh, they have like 10, 20 people that will uh, like help you find the right coffee for you. They just have a team of experts that just that probably better than fucking Colorado's team. All right. They could probably beat them right now. Um, but yeah, they take, they taste test hundreds of coffees from across the United States. They, and they have over 450 different kinds live, ready to ship out to you every single day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you at trade coffee. Make sure you check it out. Uh, like I said, if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at your house, uh, it's time to try trade coffee right now. Trade is offering uh, listeners a total of $30 off your first order. Plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by odds trader. Odds trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promo codes from sports book to sports book to assure that you get the best deal possible. It also has a bet tracker. So betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstradercom slash blue wire odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Uh, here's another fun one. Jeff. If Jeff Brown leaves for Louisville, then Purdue becomes open. I could totally see Chris Creighton at Purdue, but I don't know that that's a big enough name. Now If the big 10 getting all this money. They can actually like really go after some big time coaches. Um, how about this? I still think Steve Sarkeesian, if he loses this game, you can still talk me into Steve Sarkeesian becoming on the hot seat. Now I get it. They, they're probably, I I'm taking Texas to beat Oklahoma, but I could still see a path where Texas has a job opening. I could still see a path. That schedule is not the big 12 is the best this year, man. I don't care what anyone says. I have the most uh, like the, every Saturday I look forward to the big 12 and the fucking Sunbelt as like my two top team uh, conferences to watch. After that, it's probably SEC, but, uh, or I don't know. There, there's some other ones I like too. I, I still find the, the coastal race interesting and same with the, uh, the, the PAC 12 race. Um, and, and I guess the big 10 West, if anything, like I find the SEC interesting, but not at the front. I find like can Tennessee get over the hump? Can like Mississippi State or Ole Miss get over the hump and and, and you know pull an upset on Bama? That's compelling to me. Uh, but uh, I mean, I I I can't wait. Some of these some of these ones I I really feel like 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 I said, if Brom jumps to Purdue, which there's speculation that he would. I'm sorry, if he jumps to uh, Louisville, then the Purdue one opens up. That becomes super interesting. Texas, if they lose to Oklahoma, I think after that they get a couple like I think they have like two or three hard games in a row. Well, I feel like the whole Big Twelve is hard. So they could easily be five and seven, six and six again. I I think they would fire him. I think they would fire him. Um then then you have uh the likes of um some of the group of five schools. 
I think some of the group of five schools could, could become very interesting. Charlotte. I think will Healy's done there. That job's going to be open. I wonder South Florida. Uh, we talked about Jeff Scott. I wonder, you know, does one of these schools pull the trigger on Scott Frost Are one of these schools more appealing? Could they, could they steal another uh, group of five coach? I actually think that uh, let me give you two very interesting ones. Boise state. If they do not improve really soon, they could be one that's open and Bronco Mendenhall makes a lot of sense there. Um, but same with uh, same with San Diego state, San Diego state just invested in a new stadium. And I, I, I follow their, like uh, their team page on, uh, on social media, like on Facebook. And there's a lot of rumblings that like Brady Hoke is going to get, is going to get canned. If you, if they don't, if they have a bad season, like they're investing too much in football. And with the Pac-12 invite looming, or potential Big 12 invite looming, they want to be good right now. Uh, so keep an eye out on San Diego State. I think becoming open at this job. Um, yeah, Dave Aranda is an, inter- an interesting one. I think Dave Aranda is a great fucking coach. I think he's way better than I ever thought he would be. Uh, I know he has ties to Wisconsin, but he also has ties to. I think what he has. I mean, he he was at Texas Tech with Mike Leach, so maybe he wants to stay at Baylor. I'm not sure. But keep an eye out on uh, the San Diego State one because that's another one that I think. Looking at it right now, you think, oh, it's San Diego State. You know, a decent, uh, a decent school, group of five. But they're in a major city, and with USC leaving, I'm telling you, I read an article. It was that San Jose Mercury put out an article about uh, about San Diego State potentially. Like, if you're looking like 20 years into college football, they they want to spend money. To, they like they are they're not at a crossroads. They're past the crossroads. They they're throwing money into their football and basketball programs. So and they're in a huge city. And if so, and there's not many schools. Part of the reason why I think the the Pac-12 gets me and Patty C have always theorized this. The Pac-12 also will lose a lot of uh, group of five games. I know the easy answer is to say, well, the Pac the Pac-12 is not that good. Think whatever you want to think. I think it's also because there's not a lot of of schools. Like my point is, is that to trap first off the the Pac-12 plays away games a lot against group of five teams. That's a no, no to me for any, for any power five, you, you pull up the stats. A lot of times you lose when you go on the road at good group of fives. I don't care who you are, but there's not that many FBS and FCS programs on the West coast. That's why the USC job, when Lincoln Riley went there, people were saying, Oh man, why is this job so good? The PAC 12 has been struggling because the there's 40 million people in fucking California. It's still a great high school football state. It's gigantic. It's not just California. It's not just LA that you think, Oh, you know, you know, like you go to like even the sticks of California, it's almost, if you didn't know any better, you'd think you're in fucking Alabama. You know what I mean? Like you would have no idea. Um, and I think, uh, I, I really believe that San Diego state could be, could be really, if they're willing to keep throwing money in there, you get the right coach, San Diego talent, Reggie Bush, Alex Smith. I mean, you go on and on and on about the talent that's coming out of San Diego. They could become really good down the road. Um, but I think those are two to watch. I know people are saying Niamatololo could be out at Navy. No way. Right. That's, that's silly talk. In my opinion, that's silly talk. It's like the people saying Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. People are crazy. If they think Pat Fitzgerald should be fired at Northwestern, they're fucking crazy. And if that happens, 
Pat Fitzgerald started out at Colorado. Colorado, give him a phone call. All right. He was a GA at Colorado with Gary Barnett. Um uh what else could I see happening? How about this one? Mac Brown retires. Mac Brown retires. And then all of a sudden North Carolina's open. And that is one that you can throw into the Deion Sanders mix. North Carolina loves being hip and cool. The Deion Sanders, the Chapel Hill talk, I could see it. I can see Dion going to Arizona State. I can see Dion obviously to Florida State, but I don't think I don't think that will be open. Uh Arizona State, Louisville, I could see Dion going to. I could see Dion at North Carolina. And I, I actually could probably see him at Auburn too, if if the right situation happened. But um keep Chapel Hill, keep an eye out. Cause I have Mac Brown's what he's like, how old is Mac Brown right now? Mac Brown is like, I feel he's like 71 years old right now. He's been recruiting really well, but I've even heard that after that Notre Dame game, you know, I've heard some rumblings. I've heard some rumblings. Um, how old is 70? He's 71. He'll be 72 by next college football season. Watch out. I'm telling you, North Carolina might be open. North Carolina might be open. I could totally see. I could see Matt rule there too, but I mean, I don't know. Cause Carolina fans probably don't want him there. Um, let's talk about that. Dan Mullen. I could see Dan Mullen at North Carolina. He's originally a Pennsylvania guy, but he's been all through uh, the ranks there. I could totally see that happening. I could see, uh, I wonder if Gary Patterson finds himself back in college. I don't think North Carolina would bite on him, but I, I think Dion. I think Charles Huff, Charles Huff to, to North Carolina. I could totally see. And uh, that's something to monitor. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be, they have a really good recruiting classes. That would be a great scenario for whatever coach comes in there. I understand you have the uncertainty of knowing if the ACC will be around, but Carolina, I think they're a, they're a big brand. They're, they're a big brand. So they'd be sought after by the big 10 or the sec. And I think they're willing to spend money and I think they want to be good at football and basketball. So I, I think that one could be really interesting. Um, what else? What else am I watching this season? Like, um, I think that I cover, how about, how about this list though, that I quickly put together that be pre episode. Uh, let's talk about does Phil Longo. That's another thing. Phil Longo, the OC of, of, of uh, North Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised if they handed off the keys to him. Cause he, I mean, with that offense, the fire in the way it is, I think he's going to be a head coach sometime soon. Um, how about the likes of, uh, of uh, does Jeff trailer leave UTSA? And if so, where would he go? Is Carolina too big of a job for him? I think the Colorado one, I think maybe Arizona state. I think Arizona state should look at Jeff trailer. Um, what about this next coach fired? Who is that going to be? Cast your vote in the chat. Uh, and then we're going to get out of here. But I, I'm very interested. I love watching these games coming up to, to see if the coaches get all the ones where the coaches are on the hot seat. I can't wait to watch. Um, yeah, I see the chat saying if Mac Brown retires, they're gonna go Phil Longo. But you're telling me they wouldn't they wouldn't stop for a second with Deion Sanders there? GBO Farm says, what does Deion Sanders bring to the table as a coach exactly? Just recruiting. Well, recruiting, and then the fact that he's one of the best defensive backs ever. So I think that appeal. And I do think it's, there's something hip and cool to it. You know what I mean? Like that, that is, 
I mean, Deion Sanders has always been a fashion, you know, uh, head of the curve on that. Like people love this fashion is fucking his interception dances. There's something cool about Deion Sanders that not many athletes have like Bo Jackson had that level of cool, but not many have that. So there's just natural appeal. And uh, I think that does go a long way as far as recruiting. So uh, Dana Holgerson. Yes. Dana Holgerson, North Carolina. No way. Dana Holgerson to, to a group of five. I could see if he got fired at Houston, I could see Charlotte hiring Dana Holgerson. What if Charles Huff leaves Marshall and Marshall hire, hires uh, Dana Holgerson? Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Um, I think we've covered pretty much, pretty much all of them, but let's let, let, let what's the next coach fired. They're saying, Oh, that's what you're saying. Dana Holgerson. He might quit. Yeah. I think everyone, if we were setting odds, the odds on favorite for the next coach fired is Harson. But I think, I think it's more likely because Harson, what does he have two weeks before the bye week or three weeks? I think Satterfield and Holgerson could be value plays. Next coach fired. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that odds, there's odds out there. Is Narduzzi going to be gone soon? I don't think so because he won the fucking ACC last year. I don't think he's a great coach. But uh, that is interesting. It is interesting with the Narduzzi. Mike Zimmer talk. Mike Zimmer's at Jackson State with Dion. Uh, yeah, Zimmer's a good defensive mind. I don't know this. So let me ask you this: Do do you guys think Jamie Chadwell stays at Coastal Carolina through this offseason? That is, I think, one of the more interesting things. Where does Jamie Chadwell go? Does he stay? I hope he stays at Coastal personally because I love what they're. Coastal's like the funnest team in college football to me. There's something about Coastal Carolina that I find highly entertaining. They've somehow captured that. It's magical. And if he left, I don't know that they'd be able. They they might just turn back into uh, you know whatever Coastal was before. Even though they had that awesome coach that 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 did this right here. Where's my? Trying to get our two boys <laughs> ready to carry them to golf tournament for practice. Right. Twelve cats live across the road. A little kitty cat. By that time, <laughs> the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's bargaining in the back. <laughs> uh, something about Coastal Carolina is amazing. I hope Chadwell stays. And if if he goes, they got to get someone cool. That's another thing too, though. I, the USA Today article I read today said Bobby Petrino to Colorado. Colorado, look, Bobby Petrino might be back coaching again. This was terrible journalism, in my opinion, because Colorado's very snobby. They're not going to hire Bobby Petrino. I would be shocked if they hired Bobby Petrino. Uh, look, I love Road Rash Face. I hope he stays in college football. I would love to see him at a, at a uh, on the FBS level. I would love to see Missouri State on an FBS level. But I don't. That is that shit ain't happening in Colorado. I I, I could totally see Arizona. I don't even think. I, I think he's got to go Group of Five. I think he's got to go Group of Five. Um, I wonder who could get him. What if UTSA loses trailer and they go Bobby Petrino? I could see that. I could see that. I could see Petrino also catching on like maybe Charlotte, Charlotte calls him. Let's go road rash face forever. Let's go. Um, Jeff Munkin, uh, Jeff Munkin. Uh, He's he he's the, he, I mean I know right now you're looking at Army's schedule you're saying they're one and three they're gonna end up with a winning record take that to the bank all right take that to the bank 
Uh, folks, I appreciate you, uh, you know, joining in. This is basically just me rambling about college football coaches. Thanks for hopping in the chat and making it entertaining. Thanks for listening. And uh, once again, this upcoming weekend, you get to watch these ones. You got to watch the the Alabama A and M game because if if A and M loses big, that's going to take another shot at Jimbo. And I still cannot believe that they're even considering spending ninety million dollars. You could fucking you could fucking with ninety million dollars, you could do a lot of shit. Um, then Holgerson, the Memphis game. Because another thing is, if Holgerson beats Memphis, does that put Memphis back, uh, Silverfield back on the the hot seat? Because after that, Memphis plays at ECU and at Tulane and UCF. So you're talking about they could have four straight losses. This is an awesome game because of that. It's very compelling. Uh, Nick Rolovich deserves a job, uh, but yeah, you're right. He's been on the show before. Nick's a great guy, and I, I commend him. Look. People can say all the fucking shit they want. He's a man of his beliefs and he sacrificed millions of dollars for his beliefs. I respect that. Um, I, I, he definitely deserves another chance coaching. I know June Jones, uh, that's his boy. And June Jones was reluctant to believe college football would give him another shot. He, he's a great coach too. He did great things with that Hawaii program. And considering the, the resources he had, he, he really did a great job and, and he definitely fucking deserves it. Someone, someone needs to have some balls and hire Nick Rolovich. He's a good coach, and he—I I think he's great X's and O's wise. And uh, and yeah, I think they should. Uh, shout out to GBO Farms for that reference. But yes, Houston, Memphis, Friday night. That game's hilarious because of those stakes. Also, like I said, obviously uh, the the Satterfield watch, the Jimbo Fisher watch. Um, I'm pretty much like the Auburn one. I was rooting for Auburn to beat LSU last week because I wanted him to keep winning and have it like as like a fucking Peter Sellers movie where they want to fire him, but he keeps winning still rooting for that. So go Auburn, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the same situation in a way with, with, uh, with, uh, no, no, just actually just that Auburn situation. I was going to say Charlotte. No, I don't really give a shit about Charlotte. I want Bobby Petrino at Charlotte folks. Appreciate you tuning in, uh, subscribe, tell a friend. And remember we're back tomorrow night with our pick show. I know it's going to be in the middle of the SMU UCF game, but look, we have a studio TV, right? Like you have no idea, but right below this studio TV. So we'll be watching the game with you. Come tune in five 30 Pacific, eight 30 Eastern. Let's go subscribe. Tell a friend. Also check out the college basketball experience, Been nailing these previews season tips, November 7th. Can't wait for it. Uh, tell a friend we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, check out the sports gambling podcast. Check out the NFL gambling podcast. Check out the MLB gambling podcast. Check out, get them all, get the SGPN app in the app store and Google play store. You'll have access to all of them. And uh, remember discord GBO farms was chatting it up with me. Oink, oink. I mean, we're all in the discord chatting it up, talking shit. You know what I mean? A lot of fun. Hop on in. Tell me about your favorite team, college football, college basketball, whatever. Discord actually has a channel for everything. I mean, there's even a food channel that I, I stumbled upon this the other day. Cause I, I never go under their food channel. <laughs> I didn't know there was a fucking food channel, but there's actually a food channel on, in, under the sports sports gambling podcast.com slash discord where I guess people take f- pictures of their food and shit. Hey, there's everything. All right. Like I said, badminton doesn't matter the fucking sport. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. 
Can't wait to see an ex coach that gets fired. <laughs> I'm that evil, right? This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. It's so hard for me to sit back here at this studio looking at a guy out here. They're begging us. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? Your back is broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land.